Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Baseball time, turn on the fan. JD's coming on, he's a baseball man. I gotta get the scoop before I drive home from the kid from Queens calling Arlington home. Car pulls up, who can it be? A fresh El Camino, it's Thad Levine. He rolls down his window and he started to say, It's all about making that kick ass tray. Cause the boys in the front office are always hard. Come talking that trash and they'll pull your card. Knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't blow me skin, I ain't said spit. The John Daniels Show is brought to you by Evan Williams Bourbon and BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Hey, J.D., thanks for jumping on with us again today. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, guys. How about yourself? Doing awesome. Thank you so much for jumping on with us. Obviously, got to love the way that uh, you guys wrapped up your homestand with the big wins Saturday and Sunday, put up 18 runs in those two games combined. You find yourselves at 16-16 and 16 through 32 games now at 500. Obviously, plenty to be excited about, plenty to kind of have your eye on, thinking those are kind of areas to, to tighten up. But through the first 32 games, what's the one thing that has you the most fired up about your club? Uh, probably the biggest thing, which, which encompasses a bunch of a bunch of them, are just the, you know Woody and the staff, the the culture, and um, and and really the, the players, just kind of the day to day communication walk through the clubhouse there's a totally different vibe this year and guys expect to get better they expect to put the work in uh and that's why i think you've seen you know the steps forward from from joey and from mads and some of these guys so the overall like vibe and, and the, the culture we've got going on the level of work the attention to detail is, it's been a lot of fun to be part of i think it's exciting that the team is sitting there at 500 but it's such a unique disparity when you look at you know, one of the most prolific teams offensively in the league and then the the struggles pitching-wise. Can you sure. foresee how uh, the pitching situation might even itself? I mean, I don't expect you guys to be this prolific offensively. Maybe you will. I don't expect you guys to struggle pitching-wise the whole season. Maybe you will. Can you foresee a situation where the pitching can even out a little further and push you guys more into the, the wild card race? Well, it's going to need to. I mean, for, forget about the the post you know play, contending for the playoffs I mean, our, our our pitching's got to get better you know and I, I think it will I and mean, I just think that the the messages that are being sent and the things that we're working on um, you know there's a lot of guys that I expect will pitch better than they have and um, but yeah it, it, it absolutely it's got to get better I mean it's like you said I don't know that the offense will keep up quite this pace although I think that there are some reasons some individual reasons like Ruggie and a couple other guys Delino that I think that you know, they actually reason to believe that it'll get better in certain areas, but pitching wise, uh, there's a lot of room for improvement. Now you mentioned Rugnet Odor. Obviously he's, he's been struggling. He was in an 0 for 21 slump average dipped down to 122, but then he got the bomb yesterday. That has to feel good for him. What have you seen in this slump? Uh, that, uh, is there anything that you've seen in there, I guess, rather that you think, uh, makes this fixable or what are you guys up against here with what he's going through? Yeah, listen, the one that what Ruggie's always been able to do is, is hit the fastball. You know, um, at times he is, uh, in his younger years, he struggled against some off speed. At times he, you know, he chased out of the zone, but he's always been able to, to hit big velocity. Um, 
you know, that's, that's never been, been an issue. And, and that's probably where he struggled with here early on. And I think a lot of it, and Woody talked about it yesterday within some of the, the beat writers kind of hit on, um, you know, a lot of it was just, he was trying, he's trying to be more disciplined. And so I think some of those things that he's trying to do to see the ball a little bit longer, to be a little bit more selective, to not chase, which he's not doing, will cause him to be a little bit late on the fastball. So I, I think we'll be able to find a happy medium. He's he's aware of it. Louis Ortiz is, is outstanding. Uh, I think they have a great relationship. And so he's been on the velo machine. He's been doing some different things. You know, he and, and Calix have shown him a number of uh, kind of some of the data points and some of the video tools that we have. And, and Ruby gets it. But, you know, if, you know, if he was 35, 36, I might be a little worried, you know, is he slowing down? He's not. He's in his 20s and mid-20s. And so I'm pretty confident if, if the trouble for Ruggie is that, you know, he's struggling with the fastball, that's that's one area I have a high degree of confidence that he'll figure out. Talking to John Daniels here on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Maybe the pitching can even out a little bit if uh, Drew Smiley settles into a good groove. He comes back yesterday, only pitches four innings, but they're effective four innings, but uh, doesn't go any further after, I think, 68 pitches yesterday. What Was, was that exactly what the plan was yesterday, or – did you? Uh, what was your thought on him getting pulled when he got pulled? And then also, you know, what did you see from him yesterday that that can help you guys moving forward? I, th- I thought it was the right move uh, there for Woody and Julio to kind of make that call. Um, you know, he didn't have a rehab assignment. He didn't go out. Um, his injury wasn't real bad. He just kind of had a little shoulder fatigue, and um, which is not unusual to see from a guy coming back from you know an elbow issue. Sometimes kind of you know, focus so much on one part of the body and, and another part has a little bit of a hiccup, but he didn't have a rehab at time. He threw one sim game. And so we went into it thinking probably 65, 70 pitches was, you know, try to be smart about it and had a number of guys that, you know, that uh, they wanted to get in the game, hadn't thrown anyway. Um, so, you know, I, I thought it played out well and I, I think Drew gets it, you know, he, uh, any starter kind of wants to get three, make sure they get at least five. And I think he wanted to go back out there, but, thought it was the right call by the staff just keeping kind of long-term in mind. He's missed most of the past two years and just no sense in, in pushing it. Um, as far as what we saw yesterday for me, was the first time he's really had kind of all three pitches going. You know, he had, uh, he's kind of been a curveball guy most of his career. The first couple starts this season that like he didn't have, uh, I didn't think he had the kind of command of his curveball the way that he typically does. You know, he kind of goes high fastball curveball down, then his third start out, he went with a changeup and was really effective with it. Um, after maybe kind of struggling the first inning, his changeup was really good. Yesterday, he seemed to have like a feel for all three, which is encouraging. Speaking of having a feel for all three, Mike Miner with a feel for all four. Uh, striking guys out with four different pitches on Friday night. Eight innings pitch, no earned runs allowed. Strikes out nine. No problem getting strikeouts. No problem going deep into games. 116 pitches thrown. And his numbers have been incredible. Jared Sandler had some of his numbers uh, going back his last 17 starts, and it's phenomenal. It's just ace-like stuff. And and even outside of the opener this year, he's he's as good as any pitcher in all of baseball. We talk about him every week with you. I don't know what else we can say, but it's got to blow you away to just see how well this guy is pitching. Yeah, you know, he's he's also got this, like, tremendous – a different like attitude about him. I I don't know, you know, hundred percent what to um, attribute it to. He just he's, got, he's even before he started having success this spring, he was kind of helping to mentor some of the young guys, Brett Martin and, and Brock Burke, some of the young lefties, and um, just taking a, a little bit different leadership stance on the club. 
Um, you know, he's, he works out as hard as anybody. He's tremendously prepared. And so you get that around the young guys. It's, it's been a big plus for us. And, um, but you're right. Like every start seems to be, you know, he does kind of something that he hadn't done before. It's an all right-handed lineup and breaks out the change up all left-handed lineup. Um, you know, Toronto is heavy left-handed. I mean, he's been very impressive. And then to carry like a big workload, like you said, two consecutive outings over 110 pitches and, really pitching deep into the game effectively. I mean, you know, we've got a little leeway. We've had a bunch of off days here early on. So there's some extra, uh, you know, recovery days built in for him. But regardless, uh, he's worked really hard and he's really productive for us. Okay, John, kind of explain to us what the whole uh, triple play phenomenon is that you guys do. I saw some really cool pictures last night on Instagram and people sharing in the fun. So what exactly is that and, and what is it for? Yeah, so we have the, uh, the Texas Rangers Baseball Foundation, which is our charitable arm in the community, and um, uh, you know really focus on uh, different ways to help youth in our community. And so that's that's one of the big fundraisers. It's kind of our big gala. All the players come out. Uh, people can buy tickets, sponsors. Uh, there's some cool live auction items. There's some a silent auction, kind of what you'd expect from a, a big event. But but everybody goes. Ownership. Woody front office, but most importantly, all the players and, and their wives are there and kind of a cool opportunity for people to mingle with the guys and, and ultimately give back to a really good cause. All right. I want to ask you about uh, Ronald Guzman had a home run and a double in his first rehab start, I think in, uh, in Frisco. So obviously with him coming back, you got some tough decisions to make or, or, or maybe they're not tough. How, how are you looking at his return? Yeah. You know, the plan Ben is, is just like you said for him to come back probably this weekend against Houston, you know, barring any setbacks, that's, that's what we're looking at. You know, we've got a, a, a good situation where, um, you know, we do have some options to, to consider kind of short term. You could go with a, a seven man bullpen, but you know, I, I think realistically, like given some more pitching struggles and starters, not consistently getting deep, um, you know, some of the struggles we've had at the back of the bullpen, that extra reliever you know, is, is valuable. And I think, even if we went to seven, we'd probably go back to eight soon. So we're we're considering that. We're also looking at, at options on the position player side. It's probably as good of a bench as we've had in a while. A lot of versatility with with um, you know Santana and Forsyth and Pence, and um, you, you've got a lot of coverage there in different positions and switch hitter left right. And uh, so that that does give us some options to at least consider some different things. We're, we're not we haven't finalized the decision yet, but. You know, it's coming here this week. Are you swept up in Game of Thrones mania? You know, I'm three weeks behind. Three oh, weeks behind, and, and and so I'm, you know, I'm not like I've seen some stuff on, online. I've tried not to like uh, read too much about it, but I'm three weeks behind right now. So uh, I am a big fan, but I'm I'm a little delinquent in my watching. What would you do? There's a lot of people in your baseball operations side. You have a lot of employees there working uh, in your department. Would would you fire someone if they came in and spoiled an episode for you? Depends who it is. <laughs> Depends how tough they'd be to replace. Have you have you been on board with Game of Thrones the whole way, or did you get in late? I, I think I got in like maybe a season or two in. I kind of binge watched to catch up, and I've I've been locked in since. You know, I, I don't watch a ton of shows i feel like you and i've had this conversation before like there's probably a you know half dozen or a dozen like have to watch shows everybody talks about or or used to talk about that i just kind of missed but uh, that's one that i've 
been pretty locked in on. Are you excited that the Battle of Winterfell is over a Starbucks coffee? I don't know how much you've been paying attention here, but apparently what's coming up. I've seen enough to know like a, a little bit of what I missed, but I feel like that's a show where like you, you have to really watch it to, you know, it's hard to get like true. Unless you told me like who was sitting on the throne at the end. I'm right. not sure what's big enough spoiler otherwise. We're not going to spoil anything for you, but uh, there is, you, you know, and you've got a lot of good watching coming your way. Obviously you got your hands full, but when you do get caught up, I can tell you this because it, I didn't even see it happen in the episode and it has nothing to do with the plot. But today, something that's gone viral is somebody accidentally left up left out a coffee cup, like a modern day Starbucks type coffee cup, uh, to go cup sitting out in one of the scenes. So <laughs> kind of lot. Is that going to ruin it for you if you notice that cup or are you just going to look the other way? Well, I was so convinced it was real otherwise. So I, that, that's, I'm sure that's going to knock me out. That's, what is it? It's like the Wizard of Oz where you see like the, 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 the people setting up the set in the background. Or the, you know, what are the all those rumors of what's happened in the background? But I think I'll be okay. I think I'll make it. Right. Well, John, we appreciate the time, man. You have a great week, and we will talk to you next Monday. All right, fellas. Thanks. There he goes. John Daniels. Do it every week at 420 here on the Ben and Skin Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.